You're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast on how to be more efficient and effective in in everyday everyday life. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode four. Yes, in this episode, we are doing the Kamari method of tidying up, and we're focusing on the clothes category. Yes, and lover or hater. Well, I don't think anybody actually hates Marie Kondo. There but are probably some people who hate Marie Kondo. I hear, I've heard some people really, really like rake her over the coals for like just believing what she believes. I know. It's really quite sad. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I, think it's, I think it's truthfully just people not really wanting to accept uh, the fact that they have to get rid of some of their things. These are the people who watch hoarders just to feel better about themselves. That's so right. It's those people. Yes, yes. And you know what? Marie Kondo's been doing this since she was a kid. Really? Yeah. She, she was taught by her parents. This isn't a recent thing. She has been an organizer, a tidy up, tidier upper. Is it tidy upper or tidier upper? Yeah, it's whatever you want to say. It is. She's been tidying up since she's been little. Yeah. I wonder so if I wonder if her parents are getting a little bit of a uh, of a cut. Well, I should hope so. So, in the, in, an, in an earlier episode, we did talk about uh, the seven things that we learned from Marie Kondo. So, way back when, um, I think it's probably three years ago, I read the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Right, written by her. Right, and it, so it's the, you know, the full detailed book of how to go through the KonMari process. So, people are more aware of her now because of the Netflix special, Tidying Up. But one of the things I've found from the episodes I've watched is she really doesn't go into a lot of detail. So that's what we're here to do is to go into some more detail. So things that I learned from the book, things that we learned together when we went through the process. And things that actually in the end worked for us, right? It's not just, you know, the information. It's like we want to share this information because it is actually things that worked for us. And we can still continue to do, right? Exactly. So there are multiple categories that the KonMari method tackles. The first one that they suggest going for is clothing. Clothing. Yes. I mean, it's a hard category for people. Yes. I remember in the episode, uh, in, uh, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything, but like uh, the one on clothing in the uh, Netflix special, it was unbelievable how much clothing this one woman had. Like you couldn't even see her bed. And I mean, it, it, honestly, is she probably wore... An article of clothing that was different every year, it would like surpass her life's lifetime. Oh, I mean, there's a ton of people who have clothing in their closets that have tags on them still. Yeah. And they have multiple closets in multiple rooms with their clothing in it. Yeah. So we're, you know, not so much, we're not at that level, but we did have a lot more clothing than we do now. And we went through the method and help us pair, to help us pare it down. And the first step of doing that is really just putting everything together. So we talked about when, in the seven things that we learned from Marie Kondo was one right. of the things. In episode to, two? Was that episode two? That was episode two. Yeah. Was putting everything in one place. So tackling decluttering by category rather than location so looking at the category of clothing you gather all of the clothing articles from around your home and put them in one place that's everything that has that is cloth basically right like like a t-shirt uh a tie would a tie be considered yes in that? Yeah, yeah essentially okay. yeah so i thought and uh, when we did it you did your pile and i did my pile right uh, so you do a pile by person and I think in the, in the show they put them on the beds, but really some people probably would have to put them on a full floor depending on how much clothing they have. Oh, you yeah. think about coats and yeah. everything else. So it's really getting everything together 
and it really shows you the amount of excess yeah. we have. I mean, it's particularly, you know, in North America, we just, we have so much excess in terms of everything that we and have in our house. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, when you see all those articles of clothing right before you, uh, you realize very quickly, you know, even if you're not on board with, with the Marie Kondo's philosophy that you don't need it all. No. You don't need it all. And it's like, taking up space in your home. I think most people would agree that they probably wear the same batch of clothing more routinely and they have a lot of extra stuff that's sort of at the back of closets, yeah. at the bottom of drawers that they never get to, but they really just wear their favorite things. Yeah. So when you put everything together, it really just lets you see the sheer volume of what you have. So that's really the first step. And then what I would suggest is to have either boxes or even big clear garbage bags, like what we would use for recycling, and have them nearby and just designate uh, a section for clothing that you're going to donate uh, things that you're going to throw out because they're just maybe too far gone and things that you're going to keep yeah so that as you're going through the clothing you can immediately put it into a donation bag and then when that bag is filled you can tie it up and you're not second guessing yourself did you find when you were doing um your clothing for you know KonMari uh, that it was easier to make decisions to get rid of articles of clothing as you went along the process? Or was it easier in the early stages? Like, were you like, okay, I really don't need this, and you just put it into the donation bag? Or was it like, <clears throat> excuse me, where you would like, you know, get more and more comfortable with getting rid of clothing as you went through the process? That's an interesting question. I think initially... I had things that I knew immediately I was going to get rid of anyway. Yeah. And then as you start paring it down and get to a smaller volume of clothing, mm-hmm. you don't want to risk getting rid of everything because you still need something. <laughs> yeah, you know, excuse something. me. Yeah. Oh, now you're the one making the noise. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm, I was worried about picking up my drink too loudly. Oh, no. Here, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Here those, here those ice cubes, people. Oh, come on. Where's the ice cubes? There they are. And I just Meanwhile, like you're, a, you're coughing and I hacking. got a Sapporo beer here. Uh, so, oh, maybe we're explicit now on iTunes. They're so strict. We're drinking alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm drinking an Aperol spritz because we all know how I feel about Aperol spritzes. Oh, yes, that's right. You plugged them earlier. Yeah, Amy's getting $1,000 from Aperol spritz every time she uh, she uh, mentions that's the true. company. Even so. if, they just, if they just sent me free bottles, <laughs> free bottles. I would be okay with that. <laughs> Well, one of the things that I was going to say about uh, about clothing, like when, before you even put all the clothing in a big pile, like they're in your drawers of, uh, of your dresser and stuff. And I think that everybody listening has like a section of those drawers where there are clothing that has sort of been banished for whatever reason. Like underneath all the clothes you wear is like your t-shirts that don't fit you anymore or like like you just love I mean well I'm talking about me here but like I got t-shirts that are so ratty but I can't get, let let them go cuz they just mean so much to me they spark joy so I keep them right but like everybody has designated parts of their drawers where it's like okay that's not that's not the best uh you know t-shirt to wear so or that's just a little too small but I'm going to keep it but it, you got to get rid of that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, that's well, that's my point. It's true, and I guess sometimes just by default, the stuff that you don't wear, the the unloved items, yeah. just make their way to the bottom of the drawer, the back of the drawer. Exactly. Uh, you know, the back of the closet. 
that's what, maybe they've fallen off a hanger and they're <clears> laying <throat> in the bottom of a closet somewhere. And, a and then, and then, like we talked about pile. this before, like there are articles of clothing where you're like, oh, oh, I haven't painted in like 15 years, but that's my painting shirt. So in case I ever paint again, that's the one I want to wear because it's got <laughs> one blotch of paint on it from like when we painted a room or something. That's right. I mean, it's we, like get rid of it. We kind of have like a a clothing purgatory yeah. where. You have clothes that you're like, ah, it's not quite nice enough to wear to work, yeah. but maybe I'll wear it around, you know, if I'm out with friends or something. Oh, yeah. but, you know, it's, oh, now it's not quite nice enough to wear out in public, Yeah. so I'll just wear it yeah, when exactly. I'm sitting on my couch, <clears throat> and then I'll just wear this while I'm painting, or or like even with shoes. I used to have sneakers that I would wear, had the, you know, the clean, pristine ones you'd wear at the gym. And yeah. You have ones that you're like, okay, I can wear those out for, you know, running or walking outside, Oh, but then eventually they just become degraded to these are the ones I mow the lawn in and they're green. Yeah. No, it's true. Like, I think the only, like, designated, uh, you know, um, type of footwear that I've ever had has just been, like, when we go on vacation. Like, I keep my flip-flops because that's the only time I wear flip-flops is when we're away on vacation. But other than that, I wouldn't have flip-flops. I don't even wear them here in the summer. So, anyway. I don't know where, where I'm going with that, but what's your next tip? <laughs> All right. Wait, yeah, derail the conversation a little bit. So you've got your pile com- compiled. Hey, pile is in the word compiled. There you go. I bet you that is not a coincidence. That is not a coincidence. So you've got your pile compiled. The next step is to go through all of your clothing items. And like you said, there's some things that are really easy. You can be like, ah, I'm just going to get rid of that. Um, Marie Kondo actually suggests starting with your off-season clothing. So uh, if it's yeah. the winter time, it's Start easier with your summer stuff. It's easier to look at the summer stuff no because question. things you haven't worn in a while anyway, you have less attachment to, it's just easier to give them up. Whereas if you wore something last week, you're probably not going to want to readily put it in a donation pile. So starting with the off-season clothing is probably the easiest way to start clearing out some items, but really taking up each item. Hi Charlie. Charlie has zero clothing. Yeah, he has zero clothing he's and a, no respect. U- Listen ultimate, to him coming over here just yapping away. He's the ultimate minimalist. Charlie's is. our cat. Yeah, Charlie's our cat. He's about 12 years old and he's an orange tabby. Yeah, in case you can't make it out from the, uh, the meowing. So this is where the whole spark joy of KonMari comes back into play. So you're picking up each item of clothing and deciding whether or not it sparks joy. Yeah. And really, when you put on a piece of clothing... I know I think about this. There's certain pieces of clothing that I'm like, oh, if I put this on, I'm going to be adjusting it all day. Or this piece of clothing is a little too tight. Or this piece of clothing is a little baggy. Or That's this exactly one... it. I have clothing like that as well. It's like, I don't like the way this one fits around my neck. Yeah. And so I don't wear it, but it stays in the drawer. And it feels just like a little uncomfortable. These sleeves are too short or these this bunches at the shoulders. You might have uh, something you're planning to sew the button on. If you're like me, then you just, it, it'll never It'll never just, happen. It, yeah, it'll just never happen. It's if funny, you're not with, really, nece- you're not necessarily a procrastinator, but you are when it comes to buttons. I am. When it, <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to sewing in we general. To, when it comes if to, a button yeah. falls off a piece of clothing, I just immediately get rid of the clothing. I know that But sounds, that just happened a couple of days ago. The button fell off I your know. sweater. Did you put it back on yet? I really like that sweater. I have faith that this will be, uh, you know. This will be the moment where you put the button back on? I have faith. It'll happen. If you don't do it, I can do it. I have. I know how to sew. Believe it or not. Really? I learned it when I was in the Navy. <laughs> in my general military training. We had to sew our la- last name 
on every single piece of clothing in one night. Like so embroider had, it? <clears throat> no, we just had to sew these little tags with our last name in it. Really? On it, rather, yeah. Oh. Into our clothing. Jeff has a really interesting life trajectory so, where he randomly just puts this information out about being in the Navy or driving a forklift or living in the woods <laughs> in BC or <laughs> teaching English in Korea. And I really need to sit him down and just do a timeline of his life. So oh, that good we luck. Can explain I, you know, it to our son you know me, point. I can't even get like the week right. Like the week, like if I have something next week I on Tuesday and it's set for Tuesday, somehow I'll show up Wednesday expecting it to happen. Or like, you know, call everybody, hey, are we going? And they're like, oh, that's not until Friday, Jeff. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. That happens, you know, you know that about me. I'm horrible with dates. You are. Every single Tuesday, you send me a text saying, just a reminder, Hux has Kinder Rock today. I know. Because I don't think I'd forget, to be honest, but excuse me. <clears throat> but but, hey, but that's why we balance each other out. That's I, right. I know that you need to be reminded, and I'm okay with that. <clears throat> It's not a character flaw. It's more of a, just the way I am. I'll give you a secret. I actually set a reminder for myself that pops up on my phone that reminds me to remind you to take Hux to Kinder Rock. I am not surprised you're that, like, you know, <laughs> planned with this whole thing. Hey, Charlie. So, I mean, when we talk about InfoQuench, we talk about these different tips and systems and things for living life more effectively and efficiently. Sometimes it's really just kind of knowing your own weaknesses. So if you need to set reminders, if you need to write things down, if you need to organize certain things, it's just getting those things in place. Yeah, I know. And I don't know why I, I don't have the mindset to do that. It's the same kind of mindset that doesn't really want to fix things when they break. I don't care. I, I don't know why I'm like that. but So I'm going to sew the button on that sweater. I Do it. And then, and then you, you, our loyal listeners will get an update next uh, next uh, podcast. Oh, the pressure's on. Yeah. I also have to sew a, sew a hole and... Huxley's teddy bear because his little black teddy bear has a hole in it and I put a band-aid over it because I didn't want to sew it. I could be wrong, two weeks. but I think we're off track here on this podcast, big time. <laughs> we're not talking about KonMari anymore. So what tip are we on now? Let's so get back on track. we're talking about sparking joy. So you're going through all of your clothing and you're picking up items and you're trying to figure out what you really want to keep, what you don't. Okay, my question is, if, if something sparks joy... What happens if it makes a fire? <laughs> you mean if the spark becomes a literal spark? Yeah. If it beca- what if it, what if the spark becomes a fire and I you just and, and you come home like it's, it sparks a fire in me? I'm like, all this stuff, none of this stuff, either sparks joy or doesn't spark joy. But let's just say uh, none of it sparks joy, and you come home and there's nothing in the house. I. I... Don't even know what to say to that. What would, would the, you do? Did the house burn down? What would I do? No, I would get rid of everything because none of it sparked joy. I'm like, this doesn't spark joy. We're Out at it like goes. like 15 minutes into this episode and we're on the first step of clothing. What are we going to do? Okay, let's go. Let's get, let's get going on the uh, on the steps. <laughs> so going through this pile of clothing, I guess the thing is to be ruthless. If you've got a really long, really big... <laughs> go on. <laughs> <laughs> if you're... <laughs> If your <laughs> go on, if your pile of clothing is really big, right, then you need to be r- more ruthless with deciding what sparks joy. If there's any reason to get rid of clothing, if you're like that's not my color, get rid of it. Nobody's ever given me a compliment when I wore that. I never wear this neon yellow T-shirt, so let's get rid of it. Get rid of it. Actually, I gave you my neon li- yellow T-shirt, and you wear it. Well, it's not neon, but 
Is that vinyl one with the baby on it? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh my goodness, you're bringing tangent to a whole new level. It's okay. We're go. We always go back though. So, so go, go ahead. Any reason you can get rid of a piece of clothing, any reason you can think of whatsoever, get rid of it and pare down your clothing so that everything that is in your closet, when you put it on, you're like, oh, I know that this piece of cloth. It's going to look good on my body. I'm going to feel good in it when I wear it. I'm going to be confident. It's not a piece of clothing that wrinkles easily. It doesn't have some kind of hidden stain that I have to cover all day or some little hole that I have to hide. Now who's on a tangent? And I don't have to adjust it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So just go through the clothing, figure out what you like. If it doesn't spark joy, toss it. Toss it. All right. When you're tossing it, make sure you thank it. Yeah, thanks. See you later. Next. Right. <laughs> Marie Kondo says that, right? You thank she it. She does, yeah. Thank it. I, don't, I, don't that's a, I think that's more of a we Japanese didn't. bent on things. I don't think North American you know, people doing this KonMari thing, they're not thanking anything. They're just getting rid of things. Maybe it's just acknowledging, like, don't be wasteful. I understand where it comes from, and I agree with it. But thinking that people actually thank their clothes before they get rid of it is, is a far stretch, I think. But, you know, there is some, some I guess point to that in that for instance when we're giving clothing away now that Huxley's outgrowing things when he outgrows things I immediately put them in a box and I'm giving them to uh, somebody else to use for their children so for me it's easy to sort of picture that they're going to have the joy and it's getting passed along and I you're sparking that joy in someone else and I kind of think of the memory that I had when he was in it and you know and like when he was able to wear those little rubber boots or that raincoat and and so that does you know and I kind of do that little bit of a thank you and then I pass it along to the next person you do a little thank you I'm impressed well I don't say it out loud that would be weird what do you do though do you just close your eyes and um thank you kind of thing I don't know. Okay, I'm just curious. I just say it right now. Right oh. right at this moment, I'm gotcha. saying thank you, and that covers all clothing I will donate in the future. Oh, wow. That's like a that's like, like one, one thank you gets all kind of thing, you know? All right, so let's... What's next? We're going to talk about... Well, we talked about clothing purgatory, so don't just put your clothes into, like, loungewear mode. Buy right. nice... If you want nice comfy clothes for around your house buy some nice comfy clothes for around your house or but you don't need excessive amounts of jogging pants no <laughs> which i say i don't even have a single pair of jogging pants i have a pair of jogging pants that is over 20 years old i'm not surprised by that you probably have t-shirts older i know and from like but like i have very, marathons that you ran in 1982 or something i have very when you little were 10 clothing but there are a few key items that I'm like, this is a quality piece of clothing and there's no reason for me to get rid of it. So I have one pair of jogging pants and I happen to have had them there from the University of New Brunswick that I bought in my second year of university. They make them the last here in New Brunswick. Pardon? They make them the last here in New Brunswick. They're jogging pants. That's right. Good quality clothing. Good quality jogging pants only. <laughs> so I still have these jogging pants and they're great. I'll probably have them for 50 years, but for now they're 20 years old. If you have really old pieces of clothing that are just quality items that have stood the test of time, talk to us on social media. Let us know. What is your oldest piece of clothing? Tell everybody where they can find us. Well, on InfoQuench Podcast, if you Google it on Google. Yeah. And then you <laughs> can go you to can Facebook. Search it, and search type it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all over the place. We own that crap. So after you've decided what clothing you're going to keep, the next thing you need to tackle is storage. And I think everybody who's watched Netflix knows the KonMari method of folding quite well, and you're sort of folding things in thirds. 
Uh, one big benefit of that is that when you're folding things, you're really taking the time to look at them. So you can detect if they're worn, if they're threadbare, and you need to if get rid of them. If they fit even, like, you know, just check the size. And if all the other t-shirts that your kid's wearing are medium, this one's small, goodbye. Well, I mean... You're the weakest link. Goodbye. You mean look at the tag? Yeah, look at the tag while, before, while you uh, fold it, you know? Yeah, usually when Hux puts it on and it's too small, I'm like, yeah, you can wear it one more day. It's yeah, clean. that's true. And then we'll we'll donate it on the next. There one. are many occasions where he went to school with clothing that was far too small for him, but that's okay, you know, and too big actually because some you know we'll buy things too big and because you know, especially boots, right? <laughs> His boots are too big for him. Anyway, continue. <laughs> okay. Tangent man is alive and well. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, so just going through that folding process lets you look at your clothing and decide whether or not it's something that you should keep or whether it needs to move on to another another place. A lot of times people think about folding clothing and they think that hanging it up will prevent wrinkles. But really if if you fold clothes and you and you put them in a stack, yeah, it it actually will cause a lot of wrinkles because the bottom one is basically compressed by all the clothing on top. So if you think of a stack of t-shirts, yeah, good point. if you've got 10 t-shirts on top, the bottom t-shirt is like, it's basically getting permapressed and the wrinkles are going to set in. But if you're folding your clothes KonMari style, and I can attest to this because I've been doing it for three years. Should we put a video on our Facebook about how to do that? There should be one on. Oh, video is quite a big commitment, but maybe there's already one already done. That's what I mean. Someone else, we're not making a video. That is not happening. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe we'll we'll share one. Or maybe you could just check it out on YouTube. Yeah, check it out on YouTube. But the KonMari method of standing things up really does actually prevent wrinkling. And uh, she feels that putting things in a drawer, well, I mean, it's not that she just feels this is actually true. It takes up a lot less space than hanging them up. If you're hanging them up in the closet, it takes a lot more room to store the same amount of clothes than if you fold them up KonMari style and put them in the drawer. So oh, yeah, big time. When you're doing the folding, just consider the dimensions of your drawer and fold accordingly. And it's uh, it's a great way to store your clothes. It minimizes wrinkles. I had a hard time using the KonMari method on socks. I, I have to admit that I haven't used the KonMari method in folding ever. And I'm okay. Well, yeah, because you, you do your own laundry. I do. Yeah. I used to do your laundry until you never would put it away after I folded it. and then I. Started. No, I thought it was because I didn't take things out of my pockets. Well, there was that too. Yeah. it's a. Well, a, maybe we can talk and you can start doing the laundry again. And uh, I'll make sure that, uh, you know, I put it well, away. Well, I do all the other laundry except for yours. <laughs> hey, you're making me sound like a deadbeat. I do stuff around here too. <laughs> so, <laughs> socks, I always balled them up. That was the way I was taught. You kind of make a little sock ball. It keeps yeah, them together. Makes sense to me. But... Marie Kondo doesn't really agree with that, and it makes and I've I've switched. I've done it that way for I don't know how many years, but now I basically put one sock on top of another and fold it in thirds, and it and then stand it up. And I you can use a shoebox if it's too small in your drawer and you feel like it's going to fall over. A shoebox is a great way to stand your socks up. Yeah. Um, but when you ball them up, it really stretches out the elastic. Oh, I never never even thought of that, but. I'll probably just continue to do it, though. She also just thinks it's plain mean to do your socks. Mean? Mean. She thinks your socks go through a lot. They're on your feet all day. They're jammed in a shoe. You're walking on them. That they need time to breathe. They need time to recuperate. So she That's feels their like job, though. That's their job. That's what socks do. You put them on your feet and you walk on them all day. You don't have to give them a, like a folding massage after they've been washed. Just put them in the ball. 
Yeah, I fold I fold my socks that way now, and I I think it's a, a good way to go. Okay. And particularly if you're doing like uh, trouser socks or things that are made out of pantyhose, stocking socks, that sort of thing. It's it so funny that there. The elastic. That's true. It would save the elastic. It's so funny that there are things about KonMari method that I absolutely like you know, bring into my heart and agree with. And then other things I'm just like, yeah, that's just kind of a waste of time. And that's just the way it is though. Well, it's like anything you kind of, mm. any tips that we give, give and take. Yeah. Take give and work. take. If so, hopefully something works for you. If it doesn't, then hopefully you, our loyal listeners are getting some interesting information that you're going to put into your own lives. And that's kind of what we're here for to do on this podcast is share things that work for us that maybe might work for you as well. So hanging things up. So, Although KonMari is really known for the whole folding method, there are things that she suggests you hold up. And the way she defines it is if things are made of a fabric that flutters well in the breeze. <laughs> flutters I'm well trying to say this breeze. with a straight face, but, but really it's things that are quite light fabrics or things that are highly tailored and structured. Yeah. Then like blazers and suits and things of that nature. They Skirts. should be, They should be hung up. Uh, so for me, I actually, my work clothes are what I hang up and pretty much everything else gets the Kamari fold. Gets thrown into a, f- a pile in the corner of the bedroom. No, I'm, that, jo- I'm that, joking. No, that's me. That's you. Um, that's me. <laughs> but my work clothes get hung up and she also suggests when you're hanging them up to basically hang your long items together and your short items together so that you sort of on the left hand side, I have your longest items and as you move to the right, it kind of angles up to the right. So you have your shortest items on the right-hand side of the rod that you're hanging the clothes on. Sure, makes sense. She doesn't really have a good explanation as to why, but she feels it creates a lighter energy and generates magic. Wow, is that a direct quote? That's amazing. Is she some kind of, like, magician? Perhaps. A witch just, or something? I don't be. know. It's interesting. For me, I actually just have two rods. So I have one that has all of my shirts on it and one of it, one that has all my pants on it. So they're work clothes. So I basically just take from the left-hand side, I take the next pair of dress pants and the next shirt. And I put all my clean ones on the right-hand side. And I just keep moving along the line. So in the morning, I don't really have to think about it. I just grab the next item. Now, if the, right. if the most of my pants are neutral colors. If they don't match up, then I might skip to the next shirt. One of the things, though, about your work clothes is you have limited uh work clothes because you have like sort of like a almost like a uniform right is that, am I right with that well yeah I mean I I don't have a I don't have a lot of clothes in general casual or work clothes but I love the idea of a uniform yeah to be clear like not a uniform as in like you know I work at McDonald's and I have like a, a McDonald's uniform on more along the lines like you know regular clothing that is easy to grab and like and it's neutral and and you know, you can, you don't have to think about it, right? Yeah, is, it, well, is that the whole idea? You yeah, don't have to well, think about a, it? There's a lot of benefits to that, actually. There is a whole, I guess, uh, theory that you people get decision fatigue. Yes. So dis- yes, that's what it's called. I did a little research right. on this, and, and usual average is for the North American adult, make they make 35,000 decisions in the course of a day. A child makes about 3,000. 35,000. They make about 3,000 decisions. I can't believe a child makes 3,000, but... But, I mean, decisions, they're probably just deciding what they don't want to eat. Well, or Yeah, if it's our kid. <laughs> what they yeah. don't want to wear, what they don't want to eat. Yeah. Um, but 30, well, when you think about decisions, it's like, what door will I walk through? What cup, what uh, size coffee am I going to order? What route what, will I take? What? what exactly. So there's um, like 35,000 decisions on average you make in the course of a day. So a lot of the ultra-successful people, geniuses throughout time, have made 
the decision yeah. <laughs> to not make oh. as many decisions around th- basic things like well, clothing. It opens, it opens and, them up, right? To right. like being able to focus on their business and, you know, making like those epiphanies that they do. Like, for example, uh, what's the guy's name from Apple? Like he... Yeah, Steve he, Jobs has the Steve Jobs, has right? Has the turtleneck, and I'm I mean, sure Zuckerberg does too. Like he probably wears some even Einstein similar things. was known to wear similar clothing. Actually, yeah. I have a quote here from uh, uh, Obama. President Obama uh, said to Vanity Fair that you'll you'll see I wear only gray or blue suits. I'm trying to pare down decisions. I don't want to make decisions about what I'm eating or wearing because I have too many other decisions to make. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know this happens to me. I mean, sometimes I get home from work and by the time I get home from work, you're like, what do you want for supper? I'm like, I don't know. I've already made too many decisions today. I should have already had something made. So there's a lot of faith or a lot of faith, a lot of value, I guess, in having a uniform versus... That makes sense. Trying to decide every single day. And you don't have to be like a CEO of a huge company in order to have an outfit or like, you know, something that you wear that every day that you can accessorize, right? You can wear the same thing, but people won't even really notice it because you like, you change the scarf. You got like three or four different scarves that you wear or whatever. And it's just like, anyway, you know, it's yeah. like the, the base color almost. I think we're often surprised at how little people pay attention to what you're wearing. Yeah, it's true. Actually. Although I do have a funny story about that because I have like sort of a, a Christmas outfit. Okay. So I would go... Do I know about this? Is this I something don't I don't know about you? I don't know Do you have a Christmas outfit? Well, I have so few cl- few clothes that I kind of have a, uh, I guess, a dress-up outfit that I would wear for Christmas gatherings, mm-hmm. like an office Christmas party. And I remember one year going to an office Christmas party, and that particular company put up a slideshow presentation of previous years where they took pictures oh i do know this <laughs> at the story. christmas party yes okay and so lo and behold <laughs> there's pictures of previous years and i have the exact same christmas shirt on is it the same sweater that you were wearing when i had the plunger on your belly and I huxley think it was might have been there? that same one Oh my goodness! We'll that's have to hilarious. post that. We'll have to we'll post have to, that pic. We'll post that pic on our Facebook. And but I was like, really? Elsewhere. I'm like, people are taking pictures, so now I can't wear the same clothes. To I like, I thought once a year, no one's going to remember what I wore to the Christmas party until I look up and I see projected on the wall what I wore the previous year, and I'm wearing the exact. Same I bet one. you everybody was like whispering, "Oh my, oh my God, she has the same, she has the same outfit on." <laughs> I same mean, sweater. Truth be told, people don't really care. We think they care. No, I know exactly. Exactly. We laugh about it, but it is only what it the is. elite would really do that like do you 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 ever see that like when on on television shows or or like on the red carpet when two people like two women are wearing the same dress it's like oh who wore wore it better yeah (laughs) i think it's hilarious that you actually know that i well i don't know what do you mean is it a thing who wore it best yeah yeah, that's a like that's when they wear the same outfit yeah no i didn't know i just made that up honestly i did not know that that's a thing that's a regular Interesting. thing. Interesting. Well, that's a regular thing. So, I'm a we, savant. We talked about, let's just to recap get yes. all your clothing in one spot so you can go through it. Get set up with your boxes or bags to donate or to sell or to, or to basically just throw in the garbage because it's too far gone. Go through, pick out only the things that spark joy, things that really make you feel good. Yeah. As far as storage, you know, look at the KonMari method for folding. It really does work. Mm-hmm. And uh, things that are tailored or lighter fabric, make sure you hang those items up. Yep. And then when you're going to buy new things and you're bringing new things into your home, really focus on what 
you re- think about how much hard work you put into decluttering and downsizing your wardrobe and only buy things that you feel absolutely awesome in. That's exactly true. And, and it, was a, it was a really good experience going through all that. And I encourage people who are like on the fence about like, you know, tidying up their home and stuff to j- at least just try it because it's a really good experience. It unclogs your mind, to be honest. It really true. It did for me anyway. It's more like, ah, like I can actually really breathe a little bit better knowing that there's less stuff in this house, <laughs> you know, <laughs> except for the records. And records actually has, uh, it is what we're going to be talking about next uh, podcast. So, yes. So, I mean, we've really been, I, I guess, focusing a lot on decluttering and organizing and we like to the, mix it up. A lot of the stuff that I, I like to do. So, yeah. What are we going to talk about next episode? Well, we're going to be talking about record collecting 101. So you imagine yourself wanting to start a record collection and not knowing kind of really where to go and are like, you know, perhaps I might be able to help with a few tips and stuff. So we're going to go through that in the next episode and like, you know, talk about things like without giving too much away, but we're talking about like organizing your records and like how to buy and what to buy and yeah, cetera, I mean, vinyl's becoming all the rage, and there's a lot of vinyl virgins out there who want to get started on record collecting, exactly. so I think it'll be so, a, a good topic to cover. That'll be and fun. who knows, maybe I'll learn something. Yeah, no question. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Learning stuff and uh, continuing on with life. All right, well, thanks for joining us for episode four and listening to us uh, prattle on about clothing. Yeah, hopefully thanks so much. Something. Hopefully you got some laughs. Hopefully, hopefully you uh, learned something. And, uh, you know, until next time, we'll see you next on InfoQuench. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening. And be sure to visit us at InfoQuench.com to subscribe and find out about future episodes. You can also check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time, friends. friends.